however from three? you want. Yeah, however you, you want. want. Okay, three, two, one. Hello, everyone. It's your boy Ezra with my homie bestie co-host Ming. What's up, bestie? Um, not much. Finals week is coming up, so gotta finish all the projects. But other than true. that, true, true. Gotta finish some, yeah. some projects. Mm. I did my portfolio. <laughs> I did my yeah. portfolio already. Okay. I did it all. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, I'm just waiting for some other stuff to kind of just come up and then win. knock it out. And win. win and win and get good grades this semester. Win and then have a summer. Yeah, okay, have a good pool summer. Yeah, pool summer. So how about you? How are you? Oh, I'm chilling. I'm having a good day. That's it's pretty cool. nice out. It was yeah. horribly um, disgusting yesterday. And snowy the other day. Yeah, the blizzard. Well, was I here for the? Oh, pre. Yeah, that was. Oh pre, yeah, was you guys might have been in Chicago. Or you saw no. the snow. No, Cross. yeah, that was pre-blizzard. Yeah, yeah. we were there. Yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah. So yes, I'm keep saying we. But we have a guest with us here. In case you didn't hear her count us in, um, it is my prof- me and Meng's professor. I don't know how to. Yeah. Like my major professor, professor. and my minor professor. <laughs> Minor. Yeah, WGSS. Oh, oh, oh. I mm. forgot about that. Yeah. I was thinking some psych. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but yes, you can say your name, pronouns, whatever you want to do. Hello. My name is Dr. Kayla Melcory. Mm-hmm. My pronouns are she, her, hers. Word. And what, what do you, like, teach her? So, like, what, like, you're, we had you for the psychology of women and gender. Yes. What is that, like, the only thing you do? What else do you do? No. So I teach the psychology of women and gender. I also teach research methods. Right now I'm teaching graduate social psychology. I've taught capstone seminars on political psychology and the psychology of prejudice. Word. That's a good list. That, that, that's like, yeah, that's a like, really good list. Yeah, like when I first had you, I was like, "This is someone I want to stick with." I was like, "This is someone who like gets it," you know? Like mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, Thank you. Yeah, because like I mean, I was like you know trying to find my group when I switched into psychology, and you were just one of the professors that was like, "She knows what's up." And like when you were like, "Oh, like I'm looking for TAs," or like I have this research lab that I'm doing, like blah blah blah. I was like, "Yeah, I need to get in on that because like these are opportunities, and like these are the people that I want to have opportunities with." I guess in a sense. So yeah, now I'm in. A research lab um with yes. you and it's super fun and i'm joining it again next year mm-hmm. also very fun um and yeah we just got back from our trip in chicago um mm-hmm. at the midwestern psychological association conference you got it yes because i did i never know about the a or if it's like administration association, association. Yeah. yeah but yeah uh we did that and we presented our research do you want to do you want to give the little spiel on it oh wow sure yeah yeah so we were interested in uh, how race of people who are vaccine hesitant might affect the messages they receive from someone stepping into a role of a healthcare provider. So we have, there's a long line of research that suggests that uh, people stereotype black and white folks differently. And we thought perhaps those stereotypes might affect the way people try to encourage people to get vaccines. And we found some yes and some no, right? Um, in our study, race didn't seem to play m- as big of a role as we might imagine. However, a level of vaccine hesitancy did. It affected the kind of social appeals people made, how positive or negative uh, language they used in their advocacy. So we're going to follow that up by actually asking healthcare providers um, how they would respond to these white and black mothers bringing in their one-year-old for a well baby check. Yeah. Yeah. 
See, that's how she does it. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's such a good presenter's <laughs> yeah, technique. Like, like when like I had to present at the conference, I'd be like, and yeah, so then, um, you know, vaccine hesitant people, it's important. And then I'd be like, mm, I don't know what I'm talking about. But then, like, it was nice because, like, they're people, too, at the conference. And so, like, even though, like, you did a flawless one or even if I stumbled a little bit, they would, like, still, like, yeah. be nice and, like, carry along with it. And it's a skill you develop, mm-hmm. right? I didn't come straight out of undergrad being able to concisely talk about my research. Um, I probably did a much poorer job than (laughs) uh, uh, anyone in the lab could do right now. Um, But it's you, as you gain expertise and comfort and you realize that you are the expert um, on your particular study, it brings some confidence to Mm -hmm. talk about it. So then what was your undergrad experience like? Wow, that's a big question. <laughs> My undergraduate experience in what in what realm? You want me to um, summarize all of undergrad? Um, well, you. you know, you said like you weren't not like not as confident, but like you didn't have mm. the skills as much. Like, mm-hmm. did you always want to be a psych major? Did you always want to go into psychology, academia? Yeah. So, I was pretty sure I wanted to be a lawyer when I was in high school until I took AP Psych, um, and then I started really falling in love with some of this theory, this idea that we can understand why people do what they do. And I really wanted to be able to explain myself, to explain what the hell was up with my family. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And I like this idea of helping other people, right? So I think like almost all um, high school students going into college and deciding on a psych major, I thought I wanted to be a clinician, right? That's what you think of when you think of psychology. And when I was in my second year, I got this great internship with a low-income healthcare facility. And I was going to be a community-focused treatment technician. I thought, amazing, right? I'm gonna get to talk to people and help people. And then I got there. And I started my training and I had maybe an hour learning how to talk to people and help people and understand what kind of issues they were coping with, and about two days to learn how to bill Medicare. Oh, Mm -hmm. they said, do it now. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, interesting, I'm learning these great skills, but not the skills I thought uh, Mm -hmm. I would learn. And so my day, I was, you know, 19 years old and tasked with driving this big passenger van, and I would ride around the town and pick people up and we would do skills. We'd do menu planning. Uh, we'd talk about shopping on a budget. I would go to the facility um, and cook them all lunch and help them learn how to cook mm-hmm. uh, certain things. And I'd have to talk to them about their mental status. And I learned the checklist of what to happen, what to do if someone brings a knife or a weapon, or if someone is expressing some suicidal ideation and those kinds of things. Um, And I also, you know, bonded with my clients and I learned a great deal about their lives and the injustices they faced and the barriers that I could see even within the system of them getting care that could actually make a bigger impact on their everyday lives. And I got kind of depressed because so many of these folks had had such terribly difficult lives, right? Um, So low income, right? Um, Folks with these quote unquote high functioning mental illnesses, but still just 
tragic, tragic stories um, that they somehow lived through and were living with. So I thought psychology is probably not for me. I don't know if I can live that life mm -hmm. forever. It's like too much emotion. Yeah, just all the time. time. Yeah. And I mean, they met with a psychologist about once a month. Mm -hmm. Right. So realizing, oh, it's people in these roles with no training. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who's getting it all? Who are? Yeah. Who are having to have daily contact to help them? Mm -hmm. Not the monthly right? visit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and there was a wide range of how people felt about being in this role and how well, what kind of self they brought to the role. And I thought, if I want to bring my full self into this role and do a good job, I'm going to burn out immediately. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I went back thinking, all right, got to switch the major. I'll stay a psych major now and try to figure some stuff out. Um, and it just so happened that semester I was taking social psychology. And this was my first introduction to psychology outside of the realm of clinical work. Mm -hmm. And I realized, you know, there's a whole chapter in the social psychology textbook about prejudice and discrimination. And I could see the connections to my life, to this clientele I was working with. I started, I didn't have the language to talk about this, but to think about intersectionality, mm -hmm. right? How I noticed these different outcomes for the men and women in the position I worked over the summer um, and I asked to join my professor's lab and the rest is history. Hmm. That's crazy. It's yeah, just that like crazy. puzzle pieces falling mm -hmm. in. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Does, does it feel like that's happening with you? No, I don't know what I'm <laughs> doing. <laughs> okay. I'm just kind of getting the good grades now mm -hmm. and then hoping it helps me in the future. No, yeah. What's your major, man? Um, I'm a justice studies major. Okay. Um, and then a minor in WGSS, and then I just added sociology because mm. I had a lot of like classes that were like combined, so I like didn't have enough credits. Yeah. So I was like, let me add something just really quick to grind it out. So mm -hmm. uh, senior year, I'll be like focused on that, and then WGSS maybe a little more. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then the rest of whatever I need. Great. Sick though. Yeah. No, I'm excited. I just mm. don't know what I want to do yet. Yeah. But yeah. that's okay. That's alright. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> but you've mm -hmm. been thinking more about grad school. Yeah, I have been thinking more about grad school. Um, it's kind of weird, though, because, like, I know I kind of need to, like, start, like, looking and, like, seeing what's out there. Me, I, I haven't really start. started. Me, I've not started. Yeah. <laughs> me, I'm um, trying so hard. It's so hard. I know. But <laughs> once I get there, then I can, like, actually be like, this is how I'm going to, like, pay for it. This is how, like, I'm going to live there and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But... It'd be nice to do out of state, but mm. we'll see. If we that. find somewhere good enough, they'll pay for it. Yeah, we have to find a good program. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, do you think justice studies? Or justice studies, like masters or uh, PhD? No, I'd probably that? move into psychology. Move into psych. Okay, well, <laughs> let's talk. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I would love to talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, this is the um, for real. But yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, prior to wanting to be justice studies, I actually wanted to be in psychology. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up like, kind of the end of high school I was like I want to be a cop and be like a good cop and then and then COVID <laughs> happened and I like learned that there are no good cops but that like, was the same thing that happened to me like I yeah. wanted to be IA because I wanted to help people and not learn how to set off 
missiles, missiles and yeah. Mm-hmm. So like that kind of like, and then obviously learning about like justice studies and like even like my peers, some of them obviously have very like different view sets right. or, or mindsets from me. So like that can be kind of hard to like hear when you know that they want to be cops and they're going in with this already toxic mindset. Mm-hmm. So I'm like I don't really want to be a part of that anymore. So like I do like the major. I like learning everything about it, but I am ready to eventually like probably transition into that like yeah. realm. Yeah, because yeah. that's yeah. just what I wanted to originally. Yeah, yeah. I think with psych I've definitely been like falling into place more and like knowing what I want to do because like yeah. I was thinking like you know the difference between like psychiatry and like psychology in a sense because mm-hmm. like I didn't know if I wanted to focus on, like the medication medical mm-hmm. aspect or the more like counseling aspect of it which I think I want to do more instead because I think I like the one-on-one talks more than like let me diagnose you and be on your merry way yeah you know? oh, I'd rather sit down with them and like figure it out yeah. together do you okay so have you always been an academia have you always been a professor I guess like since grad school and all that did you like funnel your way in or did you yeah do some other stuff so before? I it feels like I've always been in academia um so I in many ways I took a very traditional pathway so I didn't like have gap years or anything Mm -hmm. between undergrad and graduate school but it wasn't exactly linear so I did pretty well in undergrad Um, and I had a couple very very supportive uh, mentors uh, Wendy Williams and Paige Mueller Liley Uh, you see that sticker there Uh, Mm -hmm. that's Paige back Mm -hmm. there that's a good one I don't have Wendy I was just looking at the trample the patriarchy. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that one's oh, also good. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Yeah, we love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I had some great mentors. I did really well in undergrad, and so I knew social psychology was for me. I wanted to apply to social psychology PhD programs. So I sat down at the computer and I looked at the top social psychology PhD programs in the country, and I picked like the first ten, and I applied <laughs> to all of them. You said, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna you say said, yes. I got it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got into zero. So <laughs> none of them. None and of them. I was completely crushed. Yeah, yeah, and probably. Um, and so I was spiraling a bit, and I went to my mentors, like, what the hell do I do? And they said, Kayla, you will get into a PhD program. You will. These rejections may have had nothing to do with you. So this was a little bit uh, of my ignorance about how grad school works, right? You really apply to work with people, mm-hmm. but those people at those institutions aren't always in a place to take on a new grad student, right? So think about a department. They might have funding lines for two or three students. And if you have 25 faculty, right, not everyone can take on a new student. So it could have been that I the people I applied with, just none of them were able to accept a new student that year. And I could have been the best in the pool, but if I wasn't, didn't say I wanted to work with the people who were eligible to take on a student, I would never get in. Mm-hmm. That's what I choose to believe. That's why. That's fine. That's, that's definitely that's good. That's, yeah. yeah, that's, that's good. A good. That makes that's sense. a good thing to believe. Yeah. Um, so I went, uh, they said, at Marshall University, uh, they had a general master's uh, in psychology program, general psych. They said I could apply to it. It was rolling admissions. I got into the master's program there. So I spent another year at Marshall University in the master's program. Uh, in between then, in between the rejection and starting the master's program, I uh, got another internship. And this internship was at um, 
a rural summer camp for girls called High Rocks. Um, so we would spend like a summer camp with girls kind of starting high school and girls later in high school in this totally like off the grid kind of campsite. Mm -hmm. um, and it was glorious. It was so glorious um, to spend that summer just kind of tending to myself and reinvigorating, like working with these young girls, like, like something you reigniting the yeah. feminist fire to mm -hmm. like continue on. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I applied again, right? I went off to grad school, I applied again. Um, and this time <clears throat> I worked up the courage to actually email the people I was thinking mm. of applying to and asking if they were accepting students that year. Big news. So that I didn't apply somewhere where I had absolutely no chance yeah. of getting in. So I applied to, f and I uh, applied to applied social psychology programs. So if these were programs whose mission and aim was to help people apply their knowledge in the real world mm -hmm. in some way. Um, because again, I wanted to change the world. I still do. You still are. working you on are. it. You are we'll see. You're doing good. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> uh, um, so something, some days I wonder, you know. <laughs> no, it's good. You're good. Uh, yeah, so I applied to eight programs, and I got into six of them my second yeah. go-around. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's much better ratio. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so then I had a choice to make, right? Mm -hmm. Like, where do I go? Where do I go? And I had actually one faculty member who was really laying it on, like, come here, where else did you get accepted? They're crap, come and work with me instead. <laughs> yeah. um, and so I was really having this problem um, and I got on the phone to talk with Robin, mm. Robin Mallet at Loyola University of Chicago, mm -hmm. whom Ezra met. Yeah, we met her, she was really cool. This past she had a really week. nice blue suit, it was really nice. I meant to compliment her on it, mm -hmm. but I didn't. She's a fancy associate provost now. Yeah. But. You know, in a conversation with her, she's such a phenomenal mentor person. Um, and I remember her asking me, well, what are your goals? Let's, we can talk and I can help you in whatever way I can. Find the place that's the best fit for you. And it was late one night because I'm kind of a night owl. Um, not as much as when I was an undergrad, but still am. So it was around 3 a.m. I was really like... <laughs> <What? laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> you said some kind of a night. It was 3, 3 a.m. That's the morning. Right? That's dawn for me. Yeah. And I was really thinking about it, like wanting to make this choice. And I just emailed her. And I said, I'm coming to Chicago. Because who can pass up the chance to live in Chicago right. for a while? And she, I got good vibes, good supportive vibes from mm. her. And I'm like, well, this is, this is my choice. And then I had to tell my fiance partner of five years that we were moving to Chicago. Good. <laughs> you said, you said your bags. Bags. <laughs> after after I told Robin, I told mm -hmm. Phil. <laughs> so what's your what's your favorite thing about Chicago? Favorite thing about Chicago. Wow. <laughs> um I I love how vibrant and diverse the communities that I was in uh, in Chicago were. And I love that you could wake up on any given day and plan to have a totally different experience within 
the confines of the city. Mm -hmm. um, whatever you were looking for, you could find it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was so much to do in those three days. Like, I wanted to go, like, see the world, it felt like. And I was mm -hmm. like, mm, I didn't get to do any of it. So now, like, mm -hmm. we, I was literally as soon as, like, we got back, like, from the pl our plane landing and stuff, and we're all standing outside my car, and we're, we just finished, like, shoving our suitcases in it, and I'm like, damn. I was like, I kind of, I was like, we should go back real quick and mm -hmm. just, like, go do the stuff that we wanted to. And they're like, yeah, like, over the summer, like, if we all want to, we should go back. So, like, that trip, like, even inspired us. Like, I never thought that I would be, like, a city kid, in a sense. Mm -hmm. I've always kind of dreamed about just, like, the suburbs, because I lived mm -hmm. in the middle of nowhere mm -hmm. for so long. Um, but then I saw that, and, like, I was expecting it to be, like, gross like, and, like, smell. Like, really, yeah. like, New York is, like, draining. Like, they are, like, angry there. And, like, you mm -hmm. know, I watch people get, like, hit by, like, on bikes and shit. You know, mm -hmm. like, that's so scary. But, like, in Chicago, it was, like, such a nice vibe. And, like, yeah, like, there were a few weirdos, like, said stuff. But, like, you know. That's, like, like, yeah, everywhere. That's everywhere, yeah. So, like, you know what I mean? But then, like, you know, you have, like, the bridges and, like, the aquarium like, all, like, that stuff. And even, like, Loyola was, like, so pretty. Like, mm -hmm. just having, like, the lake right there. Like, that's yeah. crazy to think that that can just, like that could be my future, mm -hmm. I guess, in a sense. And so now I'm, like, really thinking, because, like, I never thought I would really leave Virginia or the East Coast, but now I'm, like, for grad school, I could go to California. I could go anywhere I want to, and I could yeah. have, like, that view, or, like, if I wanted that, you know? Because I was like, damn, like, it would be so nice to have water near me, because I'm so, like, mm -hmm. always in the water. We love our pool yeah. time. Mm -hmm. But, um, like, now I'm like, oh, I could actually just, like, have an ocean near me if I wanted to, or, like, a lake or, like, something, mm -hmm. like, you know? there's so many job opportunities in those urban centers, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, everyone I went to grad school with is gainfully employed within their field. Most of them stick around in Chicago. Mm -hmm. um, it's actually really common for Loyola social site grads to get kind of these government jobs, Department of Health and Human Services, mm -hmm. the VA, right? Because the skills we gain of, you know, being able to analyze data and apply it to real world issues is very valuable to yeah. lots of government agencies. Mm -hmm. So were there any like setbacks or like times where it was like, I mean not setbacks where like it was like zero for 10, but like rip, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm so sorry for that. Like that, that huge like disappointment that huge, that yeah, you experienced. That huge yeah. setback, aside from Soul crushing no, more like, failure. Okay. More like gendered issues, like stereotyping mm. and like people like talking down mm. to you or like now that you're a professor, like have you felt heard in the institution now, you know, mm -hmm. um, just stuff like that. Yeah. So definitely, right? Like, so I'm, there's a construct in psychology called stigma consciousness. So how aware are you that others may mistreat you based upon your social identities? How sensitive are you to look for that rejection? I'm pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> Mood. Um, yeah. I think we're on the same wave. <laughs> Don't um, perceive me. Yeah. For yeah. Real. Yeah. So, uh, and I was much younger, right? When I went off to grad school, I was 25 when I started grad school. Um, and, you know, I grew up in a teeny tiny town in West Virginia. I went to Marshall University with, uh, in Huntington, West Virginia, a city of 50,000 people. I thought that was... Yeah, we know Marshall. Big city mm -hmm. life. You do? Mm-hmm. How do you know Marshall? Okay. Okay. <laughs> so a love connection. Yeah, no, mm -hmm. for sure. Great. No. Great. Fake love. Anyways. Um, yeah. And so I never experienced street harassment until I arrived in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And the catcalling. Yeah, the city. And the, That's what, yeah, we got a lot of that. Feeling unsafe. Yeah. Um, I would walk uh, t from my apartment when I lived in 
uh, Rogers, or I lived in Edgewater, which is the neighborhood under Rogers Park, where Loyola was. So I lived in Edgewater, and I'd walk about a mile to school. Um, and I quickly learned to avoid this one pathway, because there would be these old white men who <laughs> would gather, and I could just feel their eyes on me. Ew. And one time I heard them talking about me, like, shortly after I passed them, and I just turned around and screamed, like, what are you looking at? <laughs> Who are you talking to? Say it to my face! <laughs> <laughs> like, Nanya. You did that? You see? Silence. I did. I did. Oh I was a little yeah, feisty. Literally. Now, I waited till I was a good, like, yeah, half so they away. Get you. Right, right. So right? You, you had the head start. <laughs> uh, um, and there were other times, like, and I experienced a lot when I was pregnant, too. Like, there was one time I was on the L. I, do you know the show Mad Men? Mm-hmm. I do. Okay. I would I I didn't have cable, so I would go to a bar with a friend while pregnant <laughs> um, and watch Mad Men. Um, and I was riding the train back, um, and someone I was pregnant, but they mistook me for just being fat, which is fine. Um, <clears throat> not fine, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm fat. It's fine. Don't, like, don't <laughs> just like don't perceive. Like yeah. just yeah, simply don't perceive me. I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm existing uh, on the train. And they so this guy drunk or on some something mm-hmm. uh just kept commenting about what a big beautiful lady i was oh my god right? and i remember i i just stood on him i was like stop talking to me and i looked at everyone and i was like do you see this <laughs> Tell do you see stop. this stop get away from me bystander effect <laughs> right literally you gotta make eye contact mm-hmm. um and i was petrified i was petrified to get off the train that he would follow me so like yes on a like just everyday street level harassment because of my gender my age maybe related to my size at some point um very aware of that now i experienced less of that at loyola Mm -hmm. so loyola is a jesuit institution with social justice baked into their mission and so it attracts a lot of lefty folks Mm -hmm. um perfect yay yay. yeah (laughs) um so for instance like my advisor robin felt fully supported by her um, so I didn't really notice a lot of gendered things. More, my West Virginian identity was sometimes mm, talked about in an interesting way. Mm. Like they I said, never. She's not good. She's from West right? Virginia. Like someone once asked me about my accent. Like, where are you from? Where's your accent? And I had said West Virginia. They're like, oh, I should have known. I'm like, what? That, what what was the so signal? What, how yeah. did you read that? Yeah, what? I would have never guessed West Virginia. <sighs> so. I don't know. They knew. They knew somehow. Um, and when I got pregnant, there were some things uh, that happened as well. So uh, people felt had a license to comment on my body. So like there was a female faculty member that just looked me up and down one day and was like, Oh, you're finally showing. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. Like, what if you weren't pregnant? Like, yeah. shut up. And then there was a male faculty member who was like, you're keeping really fit during your pregnancy. Like, some women, they gain weight everywhere, but you haven't. Oh, my gosh. Just my skin crawl. Yeah, that's yeah, atrocious. Like, oh, like, oh. if there wasn't a baby in me, I'd beat the shit out of you right yeah. now. Right? <laughs> um, and then, uh, so, comments, but also I was met with some institutional problems Mm -hmm. Uh, so at the time there was no maternity leave policy for graduate students there was barely one for faculty Mm -hmm. (laughs) definitely not anything uh, for graduate students Um, 
and I was due in September, and I'm like, how is this going to work? Yeah, <laughs> it's simply not. I'm having a baby. <laughs> yeah, something like, has to wait. Like prime school What's year time. What's going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was very fortunate. Again, I had a supportive advisor who said, you know, I had this assistantship. It was my job. It was the way I earned money for myself and my family, right? Um, and she basically said, why don't you work for me over the summer, and then you can take a break in the fall. Because mm -hmm. the assistantship didn't last over the summer, so it's like pre-working ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just get it all done. And I said, great. But I was also slated. I'd finished all my coursework. Mm -hmm. So at Loyola, you finish your coursework in the first three years, and then you're on... You have to do candidacy exams and start your dissertation and all mm -hmm. that. Um, the program also required you to have an internship. I could either have a... Like, I needed three semesters of an internship, and students either go out and work somewhere for their internship, or they could teach a class as an internship. I wanted to teach, because I thought academia was probably where it was at. Uh, but before they allowed grad students to teach, you had to take this course on Ignatian Pedagogy. What does that even mean? Yeah. So, St. Ignatius. <laughs> okay. Like, Catholic thing. Right, yeah, no, I'm Catholic. <laughs> um, I'm Catholic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so the problem though was, so I was going to take the Ignatian pedagogy course in that fall, but the first time they met was like literally my due date. Oh my gosh. Great. How convenient. And uh, there was another meeting like a couple weeks after that. And so I emailed the instructor of the course and I was just like, Hey, I'm pregnant. Here's my due date. It seems likely that I'll miss one, maybe two of these classes because I will be having a because baby. Yeah, I will be infants being, and yeah, child damage. Right. <laughs> um, so, you know, just give me a heads up. How how can we work this out? She was very helpful and was like, "Oh, congratulations! Um, I'm going to contact the dean of the graduate school and see if maybe you can take this in the spring. I know you'll be teaching your class in the spring, but maybe you can do it concurrently. Take the mm -hmm. Ignatius." Pedagogy while you're taking Great. The dean of the graduate school gets back and says, if you miss any of these sessions, your graduate assistantship will be in jeopardy. Man, Bruh. you got a baby. <laughs> so, I, my job was threatened if I miss a single session they said don't have a child like what yeah. like just slurp it back up in there like no so oh that's graphic but <laughs> <laughs> um so luckily unluckily um i told you this about i was setting up a new computer lab and crawling around on all fours mm -hmm. while nine months pregnant and i went into labor the day after um that was nine days before my due date um uh so i didn't have to miss the first session but nine days later you were in class with your in class. pencil and paper. And I could not sit. And it was a two and a half hour session. And I stood through it. Damn. For my they, job. To keep my job. Yeah, they should have like mm. given you a bed at least or something. Mm -hmm. If they're going to make you come in at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The freaking steam that would have been coming out of my ears that whole two and a half hours. I was pissed. Yeah. I was pissed. But yeah. I, had, I was in a position of no power mm -hmm. and no legal protection yeah it was perfectly within their legal rights so this is what fueled my so at that point i was playing around with uh dissertation ideas and even started writing some 
but soon after that, I told my advisor that I need to do something on working mothers. I need to explore this bias against working mothers for my dissertation. So I changed my topic to that. And I also got connected to the folks who are trying to make a maternity leave policy for grad students. Um, and At Loyola. At Loyola. Right. And I joined a committee to help write the policy. You should have a list of all the committees you're in. Uh, you're, every, every time I see you, There's not enough paper in this that's world. That's what I'm every like time one of those like really long receipts where it's just like in the mm -hmm. Constantly rolling, like, bro, yeah. like every time I see you, you're like, yeah, so I just joined this committee about, and I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. You're on like all seven committees. Yeah, you're on all the committees. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But. Another one. You know, I did a lot of work. Many others at the institution did a lot of work and did a lot of pushing, and Loyola now has a graduate student Yay. Yay. parental leave policy. See, changing the world. Yeah. That's crazy. One step at a time. Yeah. And now some woman who's who nine needs, days before her due date who, doesn't yeah, have to stand. Pregnant person. pregnant person. Pregnant person. Yeah, mm -hmm. pregnant yeah, person. Get, get my neck. <laughs> yeah. Now this pregnant person cannot stand, can stand there and not mm -hmm. be angry. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, let me see. I have other questions. Oh, do you have any hobbies, random, or interesting achievements? So in the pandemic, I developed a couple hobbies. Ooh, One is yes. nail art. Yeah, yeah fire. That, I was looking that at your, No, that matched her dress the day we presented. Oh, Isn't that sick? Yeah, mm -hmm. did, yeah. So you did it by yourself? Yes. Yeah, that's fire. You probably saved so much money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've never... I had my nails done before I got married. Mm. But that's the only time I've ever... Oh, I got Like acrylics or like just like a manicure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you said bag <laughs> nails or yeah, yeah. No, okay, got it. Um, yeah. So nail art. Uh, I also quilt. Oh my god, mm. my grandma does that. Yeah, the quilts are so cute. Yeah, they're so good. Thank you for affirming that this is an old person. <laughs> no, 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 no. Is good. I made a quilt. No, yeah, my I grandma. My grandma helped me make. Quilt? Yeah. Tell me about your quilt. Uh, it was only like a. Two by two. Yeah, size. I did one for my dog. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, mine was for my dog. Oh my god, love. That's my son made one for our dog. Aww. Oh my god, that's mm -hmm. just a yeah. thing that mm -hmm. people that's, do then. Yeah, so it's normal. <laughs> well, there's uh, social justice in quilting. I've learned. Mm. Um, so there's this social justice quilt academy, which organizes young people to quilt, and they just had this show all about Black Lives Matter and police oh, violence. Cool. They made these Word. really awesome like collage quilts. Mm -hmm. Anyway. So I'm finding my quilting people slowly. Uh, other other hobbies. Okay. Oh yeah, no, aren't you getting like TikTok famous in your quilting? Oh my god, no. you're TikTok famous. She's TikTok I am famous. not. <laughs> <laughs> she quilts on her little TikTok. Oh I've god. made a couple yes. little quilting TikToks. Yeah, yeah. TikTok's hard. TikTok it requires is an artistic hard. There's so many buttons, hard. and I don't yeah. know what they do. Mm -hmm. yeah. Emily was very good. No, Emily did such good TikToks yeah. while we were in Chicago. Mm -hmm. She did like one each day. They were. I was cool. very impressed. Mm -hmm. I was like, how much work did this take? She was always so on her phone. I would look over and she'd be like, <laughs> the one second yeah, clips that she'd have to record. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah. When I was in undergrad, I was just making stupid Facebook statuses. Mm -hmm. you know? No, like, we, make, yeah. we make music videos. Oh, what? Yeah, mm -hmm. I tried to put it on my portfolio, but I didn't know how to like add the like link because I'd like, download it the on my thing. Okay. But I can definitely, I can. You can too. just see them from mm -hmm. that. That's true. Well, you have to send me your TikToks. If they're appropriate. Yeah, I have one of Bo. Yeah, I was like, I think they're appropriate. <laughs> yeah. I have, yeah, mine, I have like two. Yeah, mine are appropriate. Yeah, I don't have TikTok. So you do, just, you just don't like use it. You just watch yeah. things. Yeah, people send me things, yeah. and then once I get like 50 DMs, I like watch all of them. Yeah. yeah. So when was the first time that you were introduced to trans issues and or individuals? Trans issues and or individuals. Um, so I was in middle school in the 90s, 
and in the late 90s there was this sudden public interest in transgender issues and so I remember the first time I was exposed to this idea I was watching some like old 2020 documentary mm -hmm. on TV um, about transgender people and I was from an early age interested in social justice -y things I wouldn't tell you I couldn't tell you what those words but so like I was very interested in reading about the Holocaust and understanding you know anti-semitism mm -hmm. um, and so at reading about the women's movement um, I was a book nerd and so when I learned about this issue I was fascinated and wanted to learn more um, there weren't a lot of great resources like one of I learned about a book on sort of trans but really intersex issues called Middlesex mm -hmm. by Jeffrey Eugenides have you read no. You okay. can't read. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to that. read. I didn't hear that. It's hard to read when people are already assigning. Yeah, I was going to say it's hard to read when you're already you. reading a whole textbook. Yeah, but a lot of it was fetishizing isn't the word. But like, you know, like using it as a curiosity. Mm -hmm. right? Like they were talking More about it like not a real thing. They're like, mm, like this is like a fun idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, people are like this sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't, I feel like I got a very surface exposure, um, and it wasn't until I was, uh, an undergraduate and I worked at my campus's women's center, um, and I met some trans people. Um, now, so happens the first trans woman I met was very much in the closet, though, mm -hmm. different time. But this was, I, w I was in college from 2004 to 2008, I was an undergrad, so like, not that long ago. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like, mm -hmm. and I know things aren't great, especially now when certain freedoms or progress is being mm -hmm. regressed. <laughs> Virginia <laughs> situations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, and I grew up in a very white, rural, conservative area, right? And so, like, that's the story of my undergraduate experience was meeting people who were different than me and I probably I know I got a lot of things wrong <laughs> right um, but then moving to Chicago where I had a community of people who were at all different levels of expertise and comfort talking and sharing and meeting new folks that I really felt like I came into my own to understanding how I can meet people of varying backgrounds in a way that met my values. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because uh, it can be it can be stress-inducing for folks, right, who want to do the right thing but don't know how, and it leads to them to be like paralyzed mm -hmm. about it. So I was able to work through a lot of that, do that personal work, a lot in grad school, and I acknowledge that I'm still learning and growing mm -hmm. um, with all of this. Yeah. I mean, mood. Like, yeah, we always are yeah. soaking up new information, mm -hmm. or at least mm -hmm. trying to. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm the one transitioning, but yet I'm still, like, the one, like, learning a lot, too. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's fun to, like, see, like, how everyone else, like, has picked up on things differently. And, like, because I feel like sometimes I even fall behind in my stuff, but yet I'm, like, still, like, moving forward in myself regardless, you know? So yeah. it's, like, sometimes I feel like I'm playing catch-up with myself. But, yeah. um... I don't know, as long as I feel like I'm still, like, always trying to do better. And, like, right. it's coming with, like, good intent and, like, no intent to right. harm or anything, then 
And acknowledging sometimes with like folks with identities that we don't share, we think they all agree on these certain things or they're similar in a certain way. And part of it's acknowledging there's a lot of ways to be within these social identities, Mm -hmm. right? And there's not one way to be trans. There's Mm -hmm. not one way to be Asian. There's not one way to be anything, right? And that's why we and there's disagreement. The yeah. <laughs> right? Our friend group is super diverse. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. We try. We try. We try. But mm-hmm. I think it's pretty good. I think we're doing yeah. pretty good. We only have one cis man. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> only one allowed. <laughs> only one. That's all. That's the max. Oh, no. We have two. Because uh, I guess our roommate's dating someone. Well. Oh, Brandon. Yeah. yeah. So that person's right. on a trial basis, maybe. Yeah, he's... Yeah, he's fine. He's there. Shannon deals with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Shannon deals with him. That's our problem. Um, okay, so I guess the last... Well, okay, last two questions. So, no, this one... Well, this one's kind of silly, I guess, for asking. How do you show allyship in the classroom? Like, I mean, you teach women, gender, and sexuality, so I feel like that's pretty already allyship at its yeah. finest. Yeah. Even then, like, in my personal, pers- like, perspective in your class, you've definitely created, like, a safe space. Yeah. In, like, my experience. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're normally, like, stealth on campus. Yeah, so, like, yeah. I, yeah, I, like, that was kind of, like, mm, I might as well say this, because then, like, people are just thinking I'm, like, speaking for, like, mm. these individuals, but I'm, like, I might as well back it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I might as well give like, them the facts. Yeah, give them the context. But, yeah, I was, like, dang. Mm-hmm. But, like, from my, like, perspective, and, like, I'm one of our other friends he's in our like your class too and he like we talk about it and he's like yeah that was like a good yeah time to mm-hmm. kind of talk about everything yeah 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 so yeah i've been teaching for a long time now for like 10 years now um and i find that coming with a goal of understanding is always helpful right um so a lot of times we need to be, we as in instructors, class instructors, need to be perceived as authorities in the classroom, right? Um, and it took a while to kind of balance that with understanding, I understand the literature, but also being open to hearing students and their experiences and offering when I can when there are things I don't know or if there are limitations to the literature, right? Like early in Psych of Gender, I talk about how, hey, a lot of this research is very binary so sometimes you're going to hear me talk about men and women and this and that but know that this is a limitation of the literature and i have a duty to tell you accurately what the literature says but i welcome your questioning of it and it should be questioned and we should be thinking about how to think about gender in more expansive ways um so yeah coming to students encouraging them to share their experiences to have this understanding uh orientation Um, and again, I try to share, I try to bring the real world into the classroom. So when there are issues happening that are bothering me or that I am thinking about taking action on, I try to think about ways to incorporate in the classroom too. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the times students have a lot of energy and great ideas, um, and are progressive in their values and want to change things, but sometimes they don't know where to start. Sometimes I don't know where to start, right? So I think sharing action and being an example of one way you can enact your values and the strategies I'm using and the things I'm considering in the way I act um, is important. And I think students don't see that, right? Faculty teach the things in class and then they go in their office and who knows what the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> what who knows doing, what they're doing, yeah. right? But, you know, like, 
there's a way to be active in the communities that you're a part of, mm -hmm. and I want to try to show that side of my professional life to mm -hmm. students too. Yeah, no, I definitely think you're like really good at bringing things like that happen on campus that like aren't necessarily like good and bringing them into the classroom because like otherwise like in my other like major specific classes like no one brought it up you know it mm -hmm. wasn't an issue like there wasn't yeah. need for them at that time I guess to like be mm -hmm. like hey did you guys see this it was wrong but like you know I could I knew I could like walk into your class and be like we're probably gonna like discuss it today or like I'm excited to hear <laughs> yeah. about like the proposals <laughs> yeah so <laughs> we're buckle up because she's coming in hot today <laughs> yeah no, but like that's good like that's yeah, what we yeah. want because like, like, like yeah. I was like you know when you talked originally about the proposal that you were gonna send back I was like I can't wait to like read what they come up with mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because like you know this is an issue that needs to be discussed mm -hmm. yeah yeah we're meeting with them on Friday by the way <laughs> yes Cool. We've joined force forces with uh, the safe zoners. Cool. Okay. Because okay. they tried to split us up. Mm, nope. No, we're coming together. Better, yeah, yeah. better together. Better together. Yeah, yeah better. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's good. Yeah, because I've only ever really heard of psych department people talking about it. I haven't heard any other major or yeah. like any like I've seen like people like reposting the stuff on like Instagram and stuff, but even mm -hmm. still, they're all like. You it's know, not really more like, like liberal artsy, like you know, theater or philosophy like the SGA site. Or yeah, like yeah. it's more like those things focused. But like on even us, like, then, like it's not the people you would ex like. It is the people you would expect to like post. It's not like going to be all the like other people. Who mm -hmm. make yeah, up like the no one in your majority major. of JMU. Yeah, or no one else is doing that. Did I tell you we got genderqueer back on the shelves at the high school too? No, that's good too. Yeah, the oh, superintendent didn't want to make it public because. Mm -hmm. Because people be angry yeah um but yeah it's, it's totally back there that's what i feel like yeah. literally like, like not on my watch it's literally i know that's, that's yeah. what i'm saying like you said i'm gonna build a committee for this <laughs> you said you're trying to take a book off the shelves i'm gonna build a committee and we're gonna bring that book back on the, and like you did like that's what i'm saying like you're like you know i'm gonna do something there are a lot of no but like effort. yeah but like that's still like once you like say like that i'm gonna do something about it like then mm -hmm. other people are like oh shit like i can do something with you like you know like it's possible like, like it's easier to like when someone already takes sleep to mm -hmm. like be like i want to do that mm -hmm. That's what makes me love my position, right? And I'm fortunate that I have a lot of flexibility with, even within JMU, like our, we have a very even balanced of teaching, scholarship, um, and service expectations. So I really find joy and fulfillment in using my expertise to try to improve my communities right mm -hmm. um so do i love writing journal articles sometimes <laughs> um but the thing that makes me excited to come into work and think about is thinking about how i'm planting these little seeds and helping make these little changes that will hopefully grow to be like a bigger felt change on campus yeah yeah, I mean, I don't know about other friend groups, but, like, we go to class and then we come back and, like, talk about what we learned. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. like you know, if something happens, you know, it's like, what's up with your day? But, like, you know, it's like, oh, I learned this or this, and it's like... Yeah, we talk about all the fun things. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. we're good. And, that. like, your class Great. taught all the fun stuff, so, like... Yeah, yours was, like, the only textbook that I actually, like, Like, read. Like, it was a good read. because you're quizzed every week. Yeah, <laughs> I know, so that, that is also important. <laughs> I was like... No, the quizzes yeah. are so hard. Um, well, it's only as useful as you learn it mm -hmm. right like you can't put it to good use if you're not actively engaged mm -hmm. with it so it might seem kind of counterintuitive to have this level of quizzing in a social justice oriented course mm -hmm. right but that's why i structure it so that it's not 
a make or break. Mm -hmm. You have this team component too, right? So if you're a poor test taker or whatever, okay. it's not going to sink your grade by any, but it is holding you accountable to engaging with the material. Mm -hmm. It's also low, low key annoying when I'm doing my T rat. And then I'm like, it's this answer. And then everyone's like, no, it's not. And then it is that answer. <laughs> and You're I was like, what are you like, going to trust me? No. Yeah, trust me next mm -hmm. time. Well, after, I got it. like, it's yeah. happened, like, five times, then they start doing it. Mm -hmm. And they're like, it's too late. Yeah, I'm oh, like, no. well, okay, the grade's already whatever. down. Yeah, but it's okay. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. it's good, though. I, I really like your class. Or <laughs> yeah, and, like, you know, you taught me, like, all these, like, definitions and stuff that, like, I never even knew beforehand. Like, mm. the biggest one that I remembered was, like, ambiguous loss. Like, I had never heard that term until mm -hmm. your class. And I was like damn that applies to a lot of things in my life yeah. and like you know like when I first transitioned my parents kind of had to deal with like the death of like their child in a sense and so you know I'd be talking to like my therapist about that and she's like well you know if you had actually died like in a car accident or something like how long would it take for them to grieve you and I was mm -hmm. like well probably forever she's like well think about it like that like you know this is their they thought they had this whole life planned out for you and now you're switching it for them and I'm switching it for me too so like I have to deal with this ambiguous loss and they have to deal with this ambiguous loss because I'm still here but I'm uh -huh. you know different and everything will be kind of different so like we're all kind of having to adjust with that and I think like uh -huh. just stuff that you've taught me has like really resonated with like in what I've grown up to be and like how I use it in my brain if that makes sense yeah yeah I'm so glad you're finding self-reflection mm -hmm. in the work yeah that's Fantastic. I do a lot. And that's why, like, I want to, like, stick with you and, like, the professors I like, because, like, I keep, like, finding things that are, like, good that, like, relate to me and help, like, build me to be, like, better and learn more. Yeah. you got to find your little family, your mm -hmm. community, with whatever space you find yourself in. Yeah. Absolutely. That's the only way to yeah, get through. Yeah, we got a good squad. Bestie squad. Yeah. It's, like, really big, too. I know. Flex, yeah. We, yeah. We got a big squad. Yeah. And they're all homies. Mm -hmm. You got to get some rider dies. the it group? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. We're so popular. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just have people be mean to us, and then we were like, let's all be nice to each other for once. Yeah. And then well, there's something about found family, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It to be nice. <laughs> um. So I guess okay. So one other thing is, how do you show it in your home, allyship in your home? How do I show you allyship kids, in right? your home? <laughs> I do. I have two kids, a nine-year-old and a four-year-old. Mm. Um. And since they were itty bitty, we've talked about issues of gender. Um. I also try to do things like have diversity represented in their books mm -hmm. in what they're watching on television shows. I, um, I talk a little bit about in uh, Psych of Gender, uh, drawing inspiration from Sandra Bem, who wrote An Unconventional Family, and she writes about changing the gender of the characters in books mm -hmm. <laughs> um, for her children. Um, so I do a lot of that uh, gender swapping. Mm -hmm. um, and I've incorporated using they, them pronouns sometimes mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so really setting the norm that, um, you know, letting, making sure they know what race is right uh, and that some people are treated unfairly based upon their race that we have privilege because of our race so it's we need to make sure we're looking out for our friends at school and making sure people are being treated fairly and we're not judging other kids um, having them think thoughtfully about their gender um, so my son um, if you all watched I, pl I played it for you too, right? Mm -hmm. So my son didn't develop gender constancy for a good long time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so his gender was kind of fluid. And in the last like 
five or six years has been pretty consistent. My uh, daughter, she still says she likes she her pronouns, but she, depending on the day you ask her, will be a boy, a girl, neither, both. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so like engaging kids to think more fluidly or flexibly about themselves and their identities and also teaching them that the world ascribes some meaning to these other social categories and that we need to resist that is how I try uh, try to no, influence yeah. these things. I mean, like, really, like, you can't, like, screw it into their brains. You have to, it's like these right? subtle things. I'm not know. the only influence, yeah, no. right? Mm -hmm. So they're getting to, in starting when they go off to school, right, their peers become such an important mm -hmm. influence So you have them. a nine-year-old? Oh my gosh, you can like have formal conversations with them. Yes. That's very crazy. much crazy. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's like a child, not a dog. No, yeah. Yeah. So this is Cole when he was a baby. Oh cute. And that's Matilda, Robin's cute. daughter. Aw, so they're like besties. They're besties. Good, besties good. forever. As they should be. If we can get this to go, it has some pictures of them. Oh. It's a little off, digital one. In front of them. It won't turn back on. Mm. Or I can show you pictures. Yeah, good. Show pictures. Mm -hmm. okay. um, so there's my son having a tea party for his animals. Squad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we do that. <laughs> yeah, we do. You do? <laughs> no. We do a lot of That's a good stuff. time. We do a lot of dumb you stuff. You should do it. Yeah. We played, well, we should play Foursquare. Mm. Yeah. Here's my background. That's my son mm. in That's a rainbow good. dress and yes. a pirate hat. Yep. Seems about right. Speaking of pirates, have you all watched Our Flag Means Death? No, but Gabe no. told me about it. The gay one boys? about the gay pirates? Gay and non-binary. What? Well, yeah, Gabe told me about pirates. it this morning. Oh my god, You okay. need to watch it. It's very, very good. It's on HBO, cool. which yeah, means... We'll watch that. Yeah, we have Pretty that, Liars Yeah, Pretty Liars not on HBO, yeah. so we got okay. it. Okay. Oh, I need some Disney pictures. Oh yeah, because you just went to Disney. We went to Disney. Did you go to all the worlds? We did. So, did you go to an Animal Kingdom? Did you go to Pandora? We didn't. Ooh, that's sick. Aw, yeah, that's so good. Oh my gosh, look at you guys in your little, your little picture. Oh, well, Disney, <laughs> Disney vibes. Disney pic, mm -hmm. oh, that's so cute. That's so funny. Yeah, we didn't make it to Pandora because the Avatar ride was like fully booked by oh the God, time the we were there. Avatar ride is so good. It is? so good. Yes. You want to wait in line for three hours. I did. I waited, in, I waited in line for three hours twice. Oh my God. I did we, it back to back. We had fast yeah. passes somehow, so we just went like back to back on it. Man. Amazing. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. Amazing. Definitely, it's worth the wait though. Mm -hmm. It's kind of fire. But why was there Mickey Mouse did say he liked my nails? Good. Mm -hmm. As yeah, Mickey Mouse should. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you could deck Mickey Mouse in the face. <laughs> yeah, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Claw with your nails. No, yeah. Okay, so the last 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 question i swear okay. um do you have any questions for us do i have any questions for us um what so you've how many interviews have you done for your podcast now this is the second professor, yeah, oh, second okay. professor. we had mm -hmm. gabe on earlier mm -hmm. yeah what is this experience like for you like what are you getting out of it what are you how is it helping you grow and learn as people um Grow and learn. I mean, you're the experts, so like, I want to like talk about what you guys did, and, like know what you did, and I can write it down word for word and follow your plan exactly. Um, no, but uh, I don't know. Just like I want to talk to people and like hear what their experiences are like, regardless if they were trans or not. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't know. I like talking to new people. I want to make new connections, especially because I was so closed off for so long. Like for the yeah. past like two years, when I was um, in like my past major, like I was just like stayed on like the one side of campus in that one building. Went from there to my room, like 
didn't really associate with the university at all. Like, I wasn't like, oh, I bleed purple and gold. Like, nah. Oh, yeah, you know? freshman year, you mm. did not hang out with us at all. <laughs> See, like, that's what he I'm saying. You was a like, hater freshman year. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I didn't, like, I wasn't in the room. Like, I hung out with people that were, like, older, I guess. And so they were, like, juniors already. So they were like, I'm already over all this. And so I was like, okay, I'm over all this. But I'm not over all of it. I want to, like, I'm actually, like, it's ending now. It's now it's ending for me. And, like, I actually, like, want to get into it. So, like, now I'm trying to, like, connect with people and mm-hmm. I don't know like this is how it works like if this is how you want to like build up something you have to like start from somewhere yeah so I figured I'd start with the people I actually like yeah yeah then like people I don't like having to interview them because I don't want to <laughs> do that like this is like like you know if this like goes somewhere it goes somewhere if it doesn't it doesn't then we're chilling yeah like uh-huh. I'm just having fun like meeting people the little microphone makes it seem all official so then people want to actually talk to you nice um but yeah, I um, have one tweet to sum up my, my experience. Says, okay. Dream job, the host on the podcast who is there to react to the other host who actually did the research. <laughs> so, yes. So um, that's you. No, yeah, but however, yeah, it is great to like, you know, you always, I feel like me and my friends always talk about, haha, let's start a podcast. Mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. this is actually like getting published now. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, we're talking to people. Like, we've had like meetings before. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's a good time. And we like, I feel email like, him. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. this is just, like, prime time, I feel. we mm-hmm. got a good, like, support system. And yeah. yeah. Now it's a good takeoff season. Okay. You know, it's grind season. I have two more questions for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. One is, uh, have you experienced gender euphoria? And if so, what causes gender euphoria for you? When I wore the suit to the conference. Yeah? Yeah, that's why I was like... You look yeah. pretty euphoric. <laughs> yeah, because, like, uh-huh. yeah. like, everyone's, like, you know, you're like, oh, like, you don't have to, like, it's just, like, khakis or whatever. And yeah. I was like, mm, I'm definitely I'm about to pop off. Yeah. I'm about to Get go ready. off. Like, me and this nice. shirt, me and Ming's shirt, this is gender euphoria. Nice. That's a good shirt. Thanks. Yeah, it is a good shirt. Yeah. Thanks. So, but you look better in it. Okay. <laughs> we, we already had this conversation outside <laughs> <We had this laughs> at the Um, But, I don't know. Like, gender euphoria, like... Yeah. Like, you're... Facial hair. My facial hair, yeah, because mm-hmm. like in the at the conference I had a beard, but then right after I was like I'm gonna shave it, so then I buzzed it all off, and now I'm like hairless baby, and I don't really like it, but it's fine. So it's but like, back. yeah, but it's like the five o'clock shadow, like I've yeah. never had that before, like that's mm-hmm. exciting. I can't wait for like you. So yeah, I'm like, waiting. Mm-hmm. I'm trying my yeah. best. It's but like, Asian jeans. yeah, and like you know now that like my hair is like getting thicker, just like little things I notice, like it's yeah. good, and you know like when Mimi and Gabe are like hanging out. And I'm just like, this is... This yeah, like, it's like it, the three, is. like, safest, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. people. Yeah, like, we're just telling, like, wow, just, like, three trans bows, just, like, able to, like, vibe out and, like, be trans, and it's just, like, nice. Nice. Yeah. Because, like, our other homies are, like, there, and, like, they don't care. Like, they're totally chill and, like, accepting. Yeah, yeah but it's just, like, different, different to, like, yeah. talk to someone or, like, have an experience mm-hmm. and be like, did you just witness that? <laughs> yeah, like, literally, like, like, are you going through this, too? Like, did you get right. as much ass hair as I did when I first started taking <laughs> testosterone? Because yeah. I woke up one day and it was furry. <laughs> like, or, like, the sweat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, the sweat. I'm yeah. so sweaty now. But it's okay. Yeah. Because we're chilling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, like, there's, like, the little drawbacks, like, the amount we sweat. But, like... I There's mean, so many, like, things that, yeah. like, outweigh it, I feel, that, mm-hmm. like, yeah. just, it comes with what yeah. you're doing. Now that I'm able to, like, be me and, like, my body and stuff and fully, like, yeah. I can, like, and, like, that's, like, brought up the confidence, too, because, like, even, like, in those past two years, like, I wasn't me, mm-hmm. so, like, I was just, like, wearing the skin, and I was, like, mm, I don't really know if this is for me, like, this person's for me, because, like, yeah. it doesn't feel like it, and so now that I'm, like, able to, like, be comfortable in who I am yeah. and, like, aware of myself, I'm able to, like, have more confidence, like, mm, I can go up to you and talk to you yeah. if I want. Yeah, I could, kind of crazy. I could turn around like, and scream at someone and tell them not to like, stare at me. How much, like, social <laughs> confidence. Yeah. Like, yeah. especially in situations, because, like, now I get so much more angry. Mm. <laughs> yeah, rage. We had, yeah, we had, like, a rage podcast, but, like, mm-hmm. even then mm-hmm. it was, like, 
now I, like, feel like I'm in a position where I can do something if, like, something's, mm-hmm. like, going mm-hmm. wrong. Like, I, like, now can, like, take charge in the situation mm-hmm. and, like, people will, like, respect me. And yeah. it just, it's so yeah. bad to, like, say that because, like, in, like... Now that you're perceived as a man... Yeah, now I get that you. respect, but, like, just but in general... there has been clear differences. Yeah. Like, now, like, when, like, when, like, you know, my girlfriend's, like, leaves the room and there's, like, this one, like, guy in the... And he starts, like, talking about, like, locker roomish talk. And I'm like, oh. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, I And I'm like, like, I'm like mm, they just left the room, and I don't really want to talk about this with you. And he's yeah. like, no, no, like, it's not like that. And I'm like, no, but it's, it is like that. So, like, stop. And then, like, he keeps starting to talk about it. And then my, you know, my girlfriend's walk back in the room, and all of a sudden he's quiet. And I'm like, mm-hmm. hmm, so. Yeah, so that's some alley behavior, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, like, that's why, like, I'm. Those- yeah men's spaces like, yeah yeah you all, we sexism. always get their necks mm-hmm. i will Good. always get a thank you mm-hmm. neck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um and like even like when we're in chicago like i was like i'm the only dude in the group yeah like not like taking on like that protector role but like hypothetically like if something you know, were to happen, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like when we were in the uber like we took an uber mm-hmm. from the airport and i was right. like okay i'll sit in the front with the weird creepy man you three can I sit thought you back. were friends no we were friends okay. but originally like, the one i first Just i was like first, okay yeah was there some stereotyping going on Probably. Yeah. Because it was an mm-hmm. old man named Rick. <laughs> and I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I was like, okay, Rick, like, let's see, like, what's up. And every time I get an Uber, they're always so awkward. So I'm yeah, always just like, oh, and like, our cis friend is like the one that we always throw so in, in the front. front yeah, because it's normally like the guys. Yeah. So it's like, and like, he, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, like, he'll just like talk to him and like, you know, play his music. Play his own. <laughs> no, if the Uber doesn't play music, Thomas just starts playing music from his phone and the Uber is so funny. Amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like, I want that kind of confidence. Like I yeah. see that, and I'm like, now that if I can like, oh, I can do that. Like I can yeah. be a big, strong person if I need to yeah, be. Yeah, I gotta guess. go to the gym. But I don't want to like pressure myself into that either. Right. You know, because that can be limiting yeah. sometimes. Because then, like you know, I was like, I feel like I talk about this a lot too. But like now, I'm perceived as like a white cis man. So now, like I can't be walking behind a girl in the dark in a parking garage. And without... her think that it's completely like yeah, safe. like you know what I mean. So like now, like I've like talked like or heard from like other trans people like making like your footsteps heavier, so they actually mm-hmm. can like hear that you're behind them instead of like creeping up yeah, on accident, <laughs> accidentally slow, scaring the shit out of someone. Yeah, like no, yeah, just... yeah. um, Claude like... Steele, who researches stereotype threat. Um, he has this book called Whistling Vivaldi, and he got the title because that was his way to disarm himself mm-hmm. around white folks, particularly mm-hmm. white women, is to start whistling classical music mm-hmm. around them. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, just, like, little stuff like that so mm-hmm. they know that you're... And, like, at the gym, like, I don't make eye contact with anyone. Like, yeah, I'm always, <laughs> like, you know like, what I mean? in my bubble. Like, yeah. Because I, I know, look like... at you if you won't look at me. Yeah. Like, like, I know how much girls, like, hate, like, being perceived by guys at the gym. So, like, I want to, like, go in the room and stretch with the girlies, but I don't want to make... The other girlies yeah. feel uncomfortable, so, like, I go in there and do my thing, because, like, obviously I'm just in there to do my thing, but, like, I also am, like, aware that, like, other people could be, like, mm, man in the room, like, gross, what is he doing here, and, like, why? Which, like, mm-hmm. moot, why is he here? <laughs> it's me, but, like, why? <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know, so sometimes, like, it's just, like, little things, like, I have, like, a trans sticker on my water bottle, mm-hmm. so then people know, like, I wear this, just, like, not that anyone really knows, someone asked me if this was, it was, always oh, Emily... <laughs> Yes. She was like, oh, I thought it was your star sign. <laughs> yes. Well, sort of. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Sort of in the stars, but yeah. She's a Leo. Isn't that crazy? 
Does that make Interesting. sense? Interesting. Yeah, she's a Leo. She's a Le- she's a Leo and a Taurus rising. So mm. that's that's why she's yelling at people on the street. <laughs> Mia. Yeah. That's Mia. Yeah. Our our roommate um, Mia is a we Taurus. We call her mommy. Yeah, we call her mommy because she's got mommy <laughs> mommy vibes. Yeah. Please don't call me mommy. No, we, <laughs> we won't. No. Thank you. No, it's okay. No, yeah. but no, yeah. That's funny that you. And then because the Mary Helen with the Mary Leo. Helen's Leo. Thomas is a Leo. Thomas is a yeah, Leo. we have a lot of Leo friends because they're all very strong and willing to deck a bitch if need be. Precisely. Yeah. I'll definitely hide behind them. I'd feel safe. No, them. yeah. No, I'm, I'm the cancer, so I'm the one, like, sobbing because yeah, like, they hurt my I feelings. Like the, uh, <laughs> I'm probably the instigator, honestly, but it's yeah. okay. <laughs> oh, wow. No, yeah. Okay, but yeah. So. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. good. Yeah, thank you for talking with us. You're welcome. Yeah. Okay. And then we good. Uh, all right. And that's Great. it.